Hello and welcome to Dunktown, the podcast where we learn about basketball one game at a time. I'm Anastasia. And I'm Agata. And today we have an extra special guest. He's a comedian whose album Airports Animals is out right now. It's Sean Devlin. Hi. Hello. Thank you for being here. (laughs) Thank you for having me. Of course. How are you doing on this wonderful Saturday afternoon? (laughs) I'm doing I'm doing very well. I was excited for this, so I watched a bunch of uh, YouTube basketball highlights and um, news clips and stuff. I don't oh, know wow. if any of it will come up. Uh, <laughs> you wanted to be prepared. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you want to be in you the don't zone. To, yeah, you don't have to do homework for the show, just for the record. <laughs> yeah. We bring all the clips, but we appreciate a guest that comes in, you know, ready to go yeah your your mind's on the court you're like Kawhi. you checked in right you're <laughs> yeah just staring yeah. at a basketball yeah. your youtube your youtube history is just like disrespectful dunks one <laughs> disrespectful dunks two yeah i laid in my bedroom on the floor and closed my eyes and i visualized this whole podcast <laughs> like i'm gonna have a really good performance <laughs> What did you watch? Were you watching recent stuff or like old highlights? I I was watching, um, a friend of mine was texting me about Kawhi Leonard. Nice. And uh, and then we ended up talking about Kevin Durant. And she talked about how Kevin Durant is her favorite player to watch because she thinks he's, he's so graceful and beautiful. And then I watched this YouTube video that was sort of the whole history of his career and all the different little moves he learned over time to improve his game. And I just really love him. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I love love play. I mean, I love the Raptors, but I think I love players more. And so I'll follow players, you know, no matter what team they go to. And, and I love watching them like learn and get better. (laughs) It's really, yeah, it's really endearing, I think. Oh my God. Same. Yeah. That's like so fun. I think especially with Durant, cause he is like really good. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, he started out like pretty dang good and Mm -hmm. then just has gotten better and better and it is. Yeah. That's fun. Um, yeah, so I, how did you get into basketball? You? Why do I got to talk to you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the first sound effect. What are you yeah. saying? What? Who are you? Why I got? Can you play it Who again? Who are you? Why do I got to talk to you? Uh, that's him yeah, being I, mad at a reporter. <laughs> yeah. I also just, yeah, I love his directness that he's kind of grown into over time. I love that he has a burner Twitter account. I actually have a burner um, NBA Twitter account. I mean, I'm saying that like I play in the NBA. (laughs) (laughs) I I just don't go on Twitter because I find it overwhelming. Mm -hmm. But I have a secret Twitter account that I just use to try and tweet jokes at inside the NBA at Charles Barkley (laughs) and Shaq. (laughs) And I'm not going to say the handle. I don't want anyone to follow Uh, me. I I want to know. I only have it it. for that purpose. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's amazing. Have you ever gotten on the screen like when you know how they put tweets up on the show yeah i feel uh, i don't think that i have but i also often end up not watching in like <laughs> watching it long enough to find out mm-hmm. so it's not i haven't gotten very effective at doing it but my wife also does it now she'll like come in and like have a joke she's like tweet this at charles barkley and uh i just like the idea that i'm trying i like the idea i'm trying maybe one day i'll get on there 
I love that. <laughs> um, it is fun. I mean, like those guys make fun of each other so much. And it's like most of the tweets they show are just making fun of each other. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, really great. A real, uh, prank vibe on that show <laughs> yes yeah. yeah really early 2000s or maybe like, like roasting roast, better yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. comedy central roast vibe <laughs> yeah. yeah every episode is a new roast and of the same people <laughs> they actually did a roast at the all-star game a couple years ago and it was great like they did a comedy central roast of those guys yeah that's very right very entertaining yeah i remember that it was very weird <laughs> uh, um, uh, the the email that we received about you described you as a prankster i gotta know more about this <laughs> who are you pranking and uh what was your favorite prank yeah good good question i i started pranking very young because um i i was born and raised in ottawa ontario oh which, nice uh, i used to live in ottawa are you serious yeah oh wow okay I was born in Canada, um, in in Alberta, and then my family moved to Ottawa for a while. Oh, okay, yeah. So I was in Ottawa for like the first ten years of my life. Nice. And as you might know, as a former, I don't even know what a person from Ottawa is called. Ottawaan. <laughs> yes, that's usually what we. <laughs> I don't were, know. Oh, I'm just kidding. I have no idea. <laughs> as a, you might know this as someone who lived in Ottawa, but um, Tom Green is from Ottawa. Right. That's true. And. So when I was sort of the perfect age to uh, be enamored with Tom Green's antics, um, he was actually on like local public access television nice. in Ottawa. And I really think I got into comedy in part because of him, because he was on TV and he was just kind of annoying and, but like really funny and obnoxious. And it just made me realize that you could be from Ottawa and get on TV and like be a comedian. So he was sort of my, my first comedy role model. Nice. Um, and I think my first prank was directly copied from his show. I had a report to do for a biology class and I had to do a report about rabies. And instead of like researching the disease rabies, I went to the local shopping mall and put um, Alka-Seltzer tablets in my mouth <laughs> and drank water and like foamed at the mouth at old people oh my and God. had my friend film it. And then I showed it in our class as my like report on rabies. And after I did that, the teacher politely asked me to drop out of his class. <laughs> <laughs> but but he also said that he thought it was funny and that oh. I reminded him of himself at a younger age. Weird um, thing to say. <laughs> and it, it, interestingly, he was actually, weird connection, he was the, the junior high school basketball coach. Oh, um, oh wow. I thought you were going to say he was Tom Green. <laughs> <laughs> and he was Tom Green. Um, and, and his name was Mr. Staines. Which, <laughs> which the uh, the students had a field day with. Oh, I can um, imagine. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um, and I mean, because he was always like coaching the basketball team and then coming to class sweaty. So like he had pit stains. Like it wasn't something that we had to like make up. So he had the name going. He had actual stains the, for the metaphor. Like it was kind of uh, it was kind of perfect. He was a perfect teacher. <laughs> I mean, I guess he 
did encourage you in a sense, maybe not in the sense that public school wants him to, but you did end up right. becoming a comedian. Yeah. And he did yeah. say it was funny and encouraged you in that sense. So, yeah, he was like, this is good. Just don't do it here. <laughs> like, <laughs> go somewhere else and do this. Um, so, yeah, that was, that was, uh, that was helpful. And then over the years, I've done a lot of, uh, political pranks. Um, I, 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 on two occasions, I snuck up on the Canadian prime minister at an event and nice. sort of tried to shame him and <laughs> embarrass him. Um, and then uh, most recently I worked as a consulting producer on the last Borat movie, which was kind of like um, my favorite thing I've done prank wise, which was more just like watching this incredible team of people do do uh, insane pranks. Kind of the I ultimate prank. Yeah. Is yes, Borat. Yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> Classic. I mean, yeah, I love Borat. Pranking um, an entire nation. <laughs> <laughs> I liked I liked that movie a lot. It was very fun. Yeah. I love a yeah. I love a good prank. <laughs> Rudy Giuliani got pranked hard. Even though you have said Oh, don't prank me. <laughs> if if I ever prank Agata, friendship oh, over. Oh, yeah. I have a very strict, like, do not prank me rule with my friends. And that goes to you too, to, to you too Sean. Like, okay, please okay. do not ever try to prank me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You've got anything planned for later in this recording. Yeah. You better you better cancel those plans. Okay, if you okay. need to make a phone call and cancel yeah. something, <laughs> we can pause for a minute. Yeah. Um, if, if your doorbell rings, don't answer the door. <laughs> Okay. I mean, we did just we did just watch Jackass. Oh and yeah, Jackass too. It was yeah, okay. it was recently Agata's birthday, and the entire weekend Gabe was there as well. Right. We spent watching Jackass. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, I, my wife and I re- recently watched not bad. Uh, you know, bad is it Dirty Grandpa or Bad Grandpa? Where it's Johnny Knoxville. In That's the grandpa, bad, grandpa. bad grandpa. We watched not bad grandpa, but dirty bad, grandpa. No, no, it's it's called <laughs> bad grandpa, like one point five or something. Where it's like the movie, but then there's also all these extra scenes, and then there's all these interviews where they're talking about it. Oh, um, interesting. And that was very very enjoyable. Yeah, I enjoy I enjoy those guys. I I do have some friends who who prank prank each other, and my wife actually grew up in a prank sort of family. Oh no. Um, That's my worst nightmare. It, yeah, some of it sounded really like I don't even know if this is a prank. Like so for instance, when she was a child, she said at one point, um, her and her two sisters, they were all like under the age of ten, and their stepdad let them watch a horror movie, um, like one of those ones with uh, the guy with the knife. What's that one with the guy <laughs> with the knife? Um, like uh, um, Halloween, Freddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The you know, I'm, I'm, I'm so happy that you were able to guess that. Um, um, the guy with the, the knife is <laughs> such a funny. That's a better context for yeah. us to get it. It's a simplification, but it worked. Yes, yeah. Um, so they were allowed to watch that film as like young girls, and they were so scared. And then they said their stepdad was like. Oh, I'm tired. I'm going to go to bed early. And he like oh, left no. just before the movie ended. And then they were so scared that they all insisted and in all sleeping in one bed in, in their in their bedroom, like sharing the bed because they were so scared. And then they said they went to bed and like, you know, 15, 20 minutes after they had settled in and finally gotten to sleep, 
he jumped out of their closet wearing (laughs) wearing a hockey mask with a knife. Oh and, my god, that's horrifying! And and they peed. They peed in their bed out of fear. <laughs> and and uh, I mean, she tells it now, laughing, but that's like very intense. Jesus! Like, wow, <laughs> I would pee too. I just had a um, therapy breakthrough because when you said your wife grew up in a pranking household i just realized i did too yeah i was thinking that too (laughs) and i never thought of that (laughs) but uh something similar happened to me where my uh, we watched gremlins and i was four i think i was really really young and we went to a department store called zares um and my, I was just perusing the toy aisle as a young child does by themselves. I thought my dad was with me, but he wasn't. <laughs> and I'm just walking down the aisle and then I get to the end of the aisle and my dad like, is there with the doll for Stripe? Is that the evil gremlin's name? Whoa, yeah. And he like does an evil laugh with the little gremlin doll like right in my face and I just scream, and my dad took off running. <laughs> and I'm crying. My mom comes running from somewhere. She hears me crying. She's like, where's your dad? And there's like a group of people forming around us. So my mom just like drops all of our shopping, and we <laughs> leave the store, and my dad is waiting by the car. Oh, my God. <laughs> He just peaced out. Wow. Um, yeah. And I, I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. I guess I grew up in a pranking household too. And that was like one of many similar. My dad loved jump scares. Is that yeah. what your wife's dad you, did? You said that it's like, it can, it's like probably linked to your anxiety today. It's like you're growing up where you're like, my dad's going to jump out behind any corner and terrify yes. me as yeah, a young yeah. child. I had this vision like as an adult where like if I looked out a dark window, like a window you can't see out of at night and it's yeah. dark outside. If I looked out, scared. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I like always assumed a evil clown was gonna be there if I looked oh, out. Man. And then my sister reminded me that one time we were looking out our, me and my sister shared a bedroom. We were looking out our bedroom window and my dad jumped up with a scary clown mask. Yeah, that makes sense. Whoa. And I had forgotten I'd repressed that memory. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A, a, a friend of mine had a similar breakthrough in therapy recently. Where they were like, oh, I remember this thing where my sister used to hide under the bed because blah, blah, blah. And then her sister told her just recently, she's in her 30s. Like, no, that was you. Like, that happened. You used to hide under the bed. But, yeah, clearly that, that clown thing got to you in some, on some level. And, yeah, it, it is funny. And that's why you only date clowns now. Yeah, that's true. I have a real daddy issue sort of thing. Clown it's, issues. It's with, like, very evil-looking clowns. Yeah. <laughs> I'm dating the guy who the played it. Pennywise. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That guy's very handsome. Him, actually i would be oh he's, he's one of the scars guard yeah he's a scars guard they are very oh, beautiful you mean like yeah yeah like present day pennywise not classic 
Uh, I think that was t- uh, Tim Curry, the actor Tim Curry, oh, yeah. the right. original. What if I was yeah. dating Tim Curry? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I actually would be less surprised if you were dating Tim Curry than if you were dating <laughs> Skarsgård. Me too, actually. <laughs> that seems like more your type. Um, so now that you know how pranks can harm people, <laughs> uh, how, do you feel like you might change your ways? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I um I'm going to. I'm going to stop. Um or actually, am I? <laughs> oh, no. oh no, it's all part of the next one. Always <laughs> something brewing. <laughs> um it is funny though cuz I do love like Jackass and Borat or yeah. like Ollie G. Like I love yeah. prank stuff or Nathan for you. Yeah. Which isn't oh, exactly yeah. a prank, but it is. I think that counts. <laughs> it's like just so high concept, like art, almost art pranking or something. It's so <laughs> complex and involved. Yeah. It's but really you beautiful. Know, yeah. Watching the first Jackass, I was like, I see like very clearly how Nathan Fielder was like influenced by this generation of pranksters yeah Mm. like especially with like the weird shit that they put in between the like gross sketches or right yeah i'm just like that's like what yeah that's what like i think you should leave and like nathan for you and all that stuff you see the influence yeah for sure they influence the generation yeah they they should be thanking those guys Nathan's also have, Canadian. Yeah. Also Canadian. Yes. Yeah. Do, do you have um, j- just for laughs gags? Like, are you familiar with that brand of sort of French prank? No. Mm-mm. Is this related to the just for laughs festival? Yeah. It's this TV series they've done for, I think decades where it's just these like silent pranks that they do, but you'll often see them like playing uh, on the TV on airplanes and stuff because no matter what language you speak, you can understand these pranks. Oh, like Mr. Like, Bean. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah. Perfect. It's like the Mr. Bean of pranking. And Universally uh, funny. And my wife is from Montreal and she said it's it's so strange there because in the summer, they'll always go to this one park where tourists go, um, the just for last people, and they'll just do the pranks there. But if you live there, she says everyone knows. So it's like... Whenever something weird happens, like an old man comes up and he's like dressed like a guy who runs a like a circus and he's like, I've lost my lion. Have you seen a lion? And people will be like, what? This is clearly a just for laughs gag. Everyone's like, yeah, 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 yeah. You're yeah. the third lion searcher I've run into. Yeah. <laughs> but then some tourist is like, oh no, yeah, let me help you. And then there'll be like, a fake lion head in the bush that kind of comes out and scares them or something. Oh my God. <laughs> Amazing. Speaking of Canadian pranksters, now my, my, the Rolodex in my brain is going, there was a, a show that I saw, like we don't get here, but I saw some like bootleg copy of it called Nirvana, the band, the show. Mm-hmm. And they're also Canadian, I believe. And they also do a sort of like, Nathan for you style thing where it's like in public and not everyone is in on it. Mm. Like they set a building on fire. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Have you seen this? <laughs> I, I haven't seen the show, but I've seen a movie that the, the same guys made where they made like a, uh, like a movie about NASA and they filmed a bunch of it at 
the actual NASA, like without permission, oh where they God. were just like kind of dressed like these characters and going around like they worked at NASA. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but I haven't seen the show, but, uh, but yeah, they're, they're great too. I feel, yeah, there's like a long history of Canadian pranks, I guess. Yeah, I'm I'm just going to say it. I think it's in Canadian culture. <laughs> I, I agree. I agree. It's in my blood yeah. to love pranks. <laughs> Yeah. Like, don't you dare do one. Oh, I, I know the consequences. <laughs> um, I'm going to go home and there's going to be like saran wrap on my toilet. <laughs> oh, I've heard of that one. That one sounds so mean. Yeah, it yeah. sounds so, gross. so mean. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'll, along with all comedy, if you're pranking up rather than pranking down. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> I, I'm all for it. <laughs> right. And if pranking yeah, down if the, is like literally pranking your own children. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. If you're pranking a corporation, pranking. like, great. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> yeah. If you're pranking like the cashier at Target, like, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> They're just doing their job. They're just working. Yeah. yeah. Good point. Good point. <laughs> um. Let's get a little into your basketball background. Um, how did you get into basketball? Well, that's the prank. I don't even know what basketball <laughs> is. No. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, you got us. <laughs> um, big orange ball. Uh, <laughs> big orange big ball. ball. Big. <laughs> the big orange ball game. Um, so I'm definitely more of a basketball fan than any sort of serious uh, basketball player. Mm-hmm. Um but bas- my basketball journey for me started um, basically with Michael Jordan, probably like a lot of people of my generation. Because um, when he started winning those first three championships, um, I was like eight, nine, ten years old. And so he was like, you know, the biggest thing in the world in a way. <laughs> um, and it was, I was at that very impressionable age. And then it was basically this four or five year period where that happened and I was grew up in Ontario obviously and so uh then the Toronto Blue Jays which is baseball small white ball um (laughs) heard of it they won the World Series in 1993-94 so then I was you know really fanatic about uh baseball and then in 1995 the Toronto Raptors were created so I kind of had like Michael Jordan get me excited about basketball and then the Toronto Blue Jays get me excited about the idea that Toronto could be world champions. And then the Toronto basketball team was created, which I think a lot of people don't realize that that name was definitely chosen because of the film Jurassic Park. Like (laughs) that movie. We talked about that before. Yeah. Came out in ninety-three. Yeah. Very clever branding. Um, Honestly, it's one of my favorite team names for sure. Same. Um It's great because it totally makes sense even with the team now, like where they all kind of they play as a pack and they're like, you know, they get their hands and you know, steal the ball from you like a raptor. Um but they're always slashing Jeff Goldblum. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Learning to use doors, um, <laughs> ripping and, the tops uh, off of cars. <laughs> yeah, and uh, but it was just the perfect, you know, brand for me at that impressionable age, like as a twelve-year-old boy, to be like, oh, there's this basketball team now that's in my province, and they're named after 
the dinosaur in that movie that killed everybody. <laughs> like, uh, um, it was pretty uh, genius branding. And so I was just sort of hooked from there. I, rem- yeah. I remember when I was a kid and I like one of my classmates was like the Toronto Raptors was named that because they found like some really important Raptor <laughs> skeletons in Toronto. And I believed that what? for so long, but this, this kid just made that up. Yeah. We all know they're not real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a movie. <laughs> it was a movie. Um, the, uh, I've, I've never, there's definitely been dinosaurs found in Alberta. I've never heard of dinosaurs being found in Toronto. It's definitely but, not true. It was definitely okay. because of the Jurassic, the, the like, you know, popularity of Jurassic Park. But for so long, I was like, yeah, apparently it's like the site of like the biggest raptor ever found. (laughs) And it's like some kid in my like, you know, fifth grade class told me that one time. (laughs) Yeah, we've we've had some people on the show who said that they were part of the like voting for deciding what it was going to be, which is very exciting. Yeah. Oh, I vaguely remember that. Yeah. And it makes sense that like, you know, it was it was Jurassic Park fever. Yeah. People mm-hmm. were going crazy right. for it. And I like, was. yeah, it's obviously way better than any alternative. And then those jerseys, <laughs> like the the ones with the like cartoony cartoon one. raptor, like they're great. I love it. I have one. Yeah. Kids probably were like, hell yeah, this is for me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> purple. There's a lot of purple early on. They've sort of moved away from the purple over the years, but that I really made the them stand out for a while. Yeah. yeah. Love it. And, and, and so, yeah, I didn't play much, but I didn't play like on any school teams, but I did once go to a basketball camp. Um, like we played basketball all day. And at the end of the camp, they gave out these ribbons for the best players. And I didn't get one, but I did get a ribbon for most dedicated. Which <laughs> I think it was wow. just participation like ribbon. Yeah, it was like a glorified <laughs> participation ribbon. It was like he was always here and listening, <laughs> listening attentively. That's great. He was around a lot. Yeah, yeah. didn't yeah. touch the ball much, but yeah, he yeah. listened so yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's really the problem with millennials. You know, we all got yes. too many participation trophies. But yes, we're all dedicated yeah. now, so that's great. I'm all yeah. fucked up. I don't know about you. <laughs> Directly as a result, I'm assuming. Yeah. <laughs> From my trophy case. I look yeah, at it. I a, still have a whole wall yeah. of trophies. It's a case of lies. Yeah. <laughs> um, so when they won the championship, where were you? What were you doing? Were you freaking out? I was freaking out. I was at home. Um and yeah, you know, this is, uh, I'll get real for a second. The year that they got Kauai was the year that my mother passed away. Oh no, and so I'm I sorry. Was, I was really grieving, but I, that was like maybe like the best part of that year was just like getting lost in the team that year because as soon as they got him, like if you were a fan of the Raptors and knew how, how, how they had kind of been on the, on the brink of, of getting that far, it really felt like as soon as they got him, like, oh, we could win it all. And and then you just got to watch it happen. Yeah. Um, and so it was like 
Yeah, it was really, and I think I also found it sort of emotional because um, uh, I don't know if you're familiar, but part of Kawhi Leonard's like journey is about the death of his father, and like right. I, I was probably just projecting, but I feel like I saw a lot in him and the way he conducted himself, and this almost kind of spiritual kind of groundedness to his presence that seemed sort of shaped by grief. And so um, I was obviously just in grief at the time when that season was happening, but yeah, that was an incredible experience. And then, and then he left. Oh no. <laughs> well, I, I feel like it was, I was happy for him cause I knew he, he was going home mm-hmm. and that he wanted to like be there. So that seemed really cool. Um, and there's this great uh, comedian from Toronto named Chris Locke who he summed it up the best to me. He posted something online right after it happened. And he just said, Kawhi Leonard was a mysterious man who came to our village, helped us, and then disappeared. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's that's exactly what it feels like. Yeah, that sums it up <laughs> like, pretty well. And like, you wish that that guy would stay, but you know that he can't. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Yeah. It's like, a, yeah. like an old, you know, Leone Western or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like- yeah. A tumbleweed and follows him out of town. It was just, yeah, yeah, it was part of his journey. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But I mean, and, we're taking good care of him. I promise. He's doing yeah. just fine. He's having fun in LA, I yeah. think. <laughs> he's out at the beach. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know what he's doing. Yeah, we have he's no idea. anywhere. <laughs> he's probably just at home like, like I am all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I actually went, um, when I was working on board, I went to a Clippers game when the Raptors came to town. So I, I, I got to see the first game where they played Kawhi oh, at the Staples fun. Center. Um, and that was nice. I mean, he, he beat the Raptors, so that part sucked. But um, <laughs> I'm trying to yeah, think if I – I wonder if I was at that game. I can't remember. They all kind of blend together. Yeah, I think <laughs> – I don't know if I was, but I do remember when that happened yeah. because they also, you know, like everyone was like, hyping it up as this like big dramatic thing but it's Kawhi. it's not there's no drama right <laughs> like, yeah yeah <laughs> yeah he won't, he won't I mean, acknowledge it, it. yeah it's, it's always like yeah it's always weird when they're like blah 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 returns back to where they used to play will there be drama and it's like well not in this edition because obviously he wanted to leave but like whenever somebody getting traded away and then they're like will there be drama it's like it wasn't their choice to leave. Yeah, it doesn't necessarily yeah, right. mean yeah. that they have any feelings. Yeah, you know, like I was thinking Blake Griffin. Like, yeah, they like really played it up. Like he's playing the Clippers. Yeah, it's gonna be fucked up. It's like, yeah, right. He didn't want to leave. Like, yeah. poor guy. I know. He's probably just sad. It was sad. I think yeah. for him, he looks sad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the. Uh, yeah, that was that was a, a, a special time seeing the. Oh, and then actually, I just realized that same like a month later, I was at a casino in Las. This is a weird story. I was at a casino in Las Vegas, and Lou Williams, who at that time also played for the Clippers, used to play for the Raptors. Um, I saw him at a, a a table at this casino, and um, he was like with a bunch of people, and he was just hanging out. And this was before the whole thing of in the bubble that he like snuck away to go to that strip club yeah. and have the chicken wings. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
And so I saw him at this casino and I was like, oh, I'm just going to go talk to him because he seems really approachable. And so I just went up and I was like, hey, I'm a big Raptors fan and I really loved you when you played for the Raptors. And I know you play for the Clippers now, but I hope that we can play you in the finals because that would be really cool. And then he just said, yeah, I want that. (laughs) (laughs) And that was it. I felt like I didn't annoy him. He like acknowledged me and then I left. (laughs) That feels so perfect. Yeah. Was he at the blackjack table or just like drinking? I can't remember what it was. I was just drinking. So I I don't really gamble. So I I don't know what, what game he was playing, but he was hanging out with people and it just seemed... You know, it was one of those things where it's like, oh, I don't want to like ruin his privacy or his right. vibe. And so I was just like, I'm going to say this thing really quick. And and it seemed like he appreciated it and wasn't annoyed by it. He seems like a really nice, chill guy. Yeah. Yeah. I love him so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I. Where is he even now? Actually, he, he plays for Atlanta now. So he went, yeah. which is where he's from. And that's what so he I wants. Think, that's where he's close to the wings. He can eat there yeah. daily. Right, right. Yeah. He's close to the wings. Yeah. <laughs> I like that his Wikipedia says also known as Lemon Pepper Blue. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he wants that. I mean, yeah, right. it really stuck. That is such a good nickname. It's too. a really good nickname. Oh my God. Yeah. He's like, can you a guys call spicy. me lemon pepper agata? <laughs> it doesn't work, yeah. agata. You do like wings. I do love wings. That's true, but it, it doesn't have the alliteration. Okay, I need I need you guys to like brainstorm and come okay. up with something really good for me. I, well, so I'm what's old. your flavor of wings? I mean, I just like hot wings. I, I hot wings like buffalo wings. Hot agata. Hot gotta. Hot gotta. It works on multiple levels. Uh, I think we can maybe come up with something better. You guys okay. can send me some pictures later. We'll submit yeah. um, a list I'll, for I you to approve. Maybe, uh, maybe we'll do like a big poll. Um, you guys can, listeners can vote. Yeah, listeners, if you oh, have like any, because um, actually I've said this before. You can't really make your own nickname. Yeah. Because yeah. it's weird. Y- when you try, people immediately refuse it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it it just has to happen kind of magically. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So just like you asked to be called lemon lemon pepper gata, <laughs> and we immediately rejected it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I also could tell that it was wrong coming out of my <laughs> mouth. It doesn't sound cool. <laughs> Yeah, um, put it put it to the listeners, just like how the Raptors chose their name. Make it democratic. Yeah, yeah, you guys, you know, if you have a good idea, you can email us at hiadunk.town or, you know, DM us, Twitter or Instagram. Yeah. I'll be collecting them. Maybe by we'll, mail. Yeah. Maybe, <laughs> yeah, mail. send it to our mailbox. Maybe we'll, uh, if we get enough suggestions, maybe we'll do a little poll and everyone can vote. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds great. <laughs> Can I suggest mango habanero agata? Whoa. <laughs> that is I a like mouthful. That. I don't like that flavor. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So much happens in a week. We can't possibly cover it all. So we wrap it up in a little segment called Previously on Basketball. <laughs> Last time on MasterChef Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Nice, little master chef in there. 
Coach Mike Budenholzer signs three-year extension with the 2021 champion Milwaukee Bucks. The NBA will require all personnel to be fully vaccinated for the upcoming season. 2020 champions the Seattle Storm take time out of their busy basketball season to visit the White House. Lori Markinen is going to Cleveland, thus achieving every young Finnish boy's dream. <laughs> <laughs> ESPN cancels the jump and removes Rachel Nichols from its basketball coverage. The Knicks' Nerlens Noel files lawsuit against power agent Rich Paul alleging almost $60 million in lost wages. Dell and Sonia Curry file for divorce. Steph and Seth high-five and say double Christmases. (laughs) (laughs) The WNBA is an NFT now. What? (laughs) They have uh, decided... Do we have a video of this, actually? In basketball, there are moments of greatness. You can collect it like you can today. Moments like these, they take the game to a new level. They show us how to be better and help us see that no dream is too big. Uh, so um, they're uh, now have they now have WNBA NFTs in the NBA Top Shot. Um, and I'm just going to say straight up NFTs are trash. Stop wasting your money. What are people doing? (laughs) I don't understand it. Like why, why would you buy that? It said on the little commercial own greatness. You don't own shit. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I don't, I really don't. I don't, I have no idea. Sean, do you have any thoughts on (laughs) NFTs? It's, uh, yeah, it's confusing because it's like, uh, it's a, a digital video, right? It's a digital video mm-hmm. yeah. clip. And then you, you buy it and you sell it. And some of them sold for so much money. I yeah. mean, I would like that part. <laughs> if, I could. if you were the seller. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then I think now some players are just doing their own version. Like Kyle yeah. Lowry did like just his own. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it seems it's, it's, I don't know what you do with it. I guess it just, it it's lives on your computer. Yeah. I, I think this is, you know, there's a lot of artists and, and celebrities and other people who are taking advantage of this, which I understand it's like a very easy form of passive income, but it's ridiculous because that. NFT, from what I've read, each NFT takes so much energy to maintain and to like continue constantly verify. It's, it's not great for the environment. And then on top of it, what are you actually getting? Like you're spending money on a collectible thing that is born digital, lives digital. And we know, you know, that buying digital stuff doesn't typically work out that well. <laughs> yeah. I like the idea of players doing it themselves. Cause I like the idea of if they like 
digitized more personal parts of their life. That would be interesting. Mm -hmm. I don't know what Kyle Lowry's NFTs were. I think they were just like pictures of him or something, but yeah, I, I, I don't fully understand it. I mean, if they were pictures of his butt, I would buy one. <laughs> oh my gosh. So I've seen his butt Ooh. like from three rows back and I can see Gabe now with his Nuggets hat. So March, maybe March 2nd, 2020, basically like a few days before the NBA was shut down due to COVID. Um, my wife and I were at a Raptors game in Denver and I got to see Kyle Lowry from like three rows away. Oh my and God. His butt was incredible. Like my wife and I were talking about it for two years. Like <laughs> how I'm jealous. Incredible and strong his butt is. Yeah. I mean, everyone's obsessed with it. Yeah. I, I hope to someday be that close to it. Yeah. I, you know, I, I, had, I had never really noticed it on TV. Like I, I know that he has like a strong, like he can, kind of post up and he's strong yeah but it wasn't until i saw it in person that i realized how strong it is it's like really impressive <laughs> <laughs> he has a impressive butt all right let's look at this video of the storm at the white house okay biden's kneeling down he has a biden jersey that says um his why is he kneeling down i don't know it's weird he's an old man he shouldn't be kneeling yeah why is he kneeling is he like referring to the kneeling thing during the national oh no no is he or (laughs) maybe i don't know i think i think he's just getting low i think he's just trying to get yeah trying not to block people yeah oh okay it seems like a weird choice like he did give a little speech um, where he thanked them for their service off the court as well and talked a little bit about hmm, okay. like their political um, activism that they did, especially during the bubble season that yeah. they won. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So maybe, but I think he's just trying to get out of the way, but you're too old, dude. <laughs> yeah, he's not <laughs> making any kind of NFL kneeling statement no way okay okay i was confused (laughs) no way that guy nah (laughs) he doesn't give a shit (laughs) um all right let's see coach bud signing his contract extension (laughs) 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 we're gonna have to post this on twitter uh everyone's gonna be mad again last time we posted it people got mad it's just bud's weird tongue thing that he did (laughs) Gabe pulled this gif of Coach Bud flicking his tongue out like an anaconda and a pen <laughs> dabbing on it. <laughs> oh, He's I hate it. Gross. Make it stop, Gabe. Um, I hey, thought- Coach Bud, <laughs> Coach Bud, he always looks to me like a character in a Christmas movie who's a dad that got fired before Christmas but hasn't told his family. Yeah. And he's just like trying to keep it together. He always has that level of stress and like fake joy or something in his face. That is the perfect way to describe his face because he does look stressed out like all mm-hmm. the time. Um, I do want to say about Del Curry um, and Sonia Curry splitting up. There was a very very good Twitter thread that went viral after this of yes 
of uh, Solomon, Missouri is his name. And he just, he was like explaining why you just don't want to be single out here. It you don't want to be in the streets. Yeah. You don't want to be out yeah. here. Um, you know, maybe it looks good when you're in like a long-term marriage and you're like, ah, maybe I'll just jump out there again. But yeah. <laughs> I don't even, I don't even think I could do it justice. It's a very, it's very funny. You have to we'll read. To yeah. We'll link to it and you have to read all of it because yeah. towards the end, it get, it just gets better and better and better. And it's all true. All, yeah. It's all true. Yeah. Too. You know, dating, dating in this day and age, you don't want it. If, if you're in a happy marriage or even a mediocre marriage. Work on it. Yeah, just stick it out. Marriages are work. <laughs> uh, as someone who's divorced. <laughs> <laughs> Look, yeah, I got I mean, out, but... <laughs> not every marriage yeah. has to go on forever. But if you can make it work, give it the old college try. Yeah, yeah. I like the part where he was like, do you like turmeric? Do you like charcoal ice cream? <laughs> you better. You better. <laughs> that was so funny. I mean, but, uh, charcoal ice cream. Curry, don't eat charcoal, you guys, because <laughs> if you are taking medications, that charcoal stops them from working. Is that true? Yes. I didn't know that. It is. So it's dangerous. If There's you're, people that do charcoal toothpaste, too. Yeah. Well, that's not as bad because you're not really uh, ingesting it. Mm. But like, if you're The eating, way that I brush yeah. my teeth, I am. Okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I forgot you. Uh, yeah. I forgot you do one big swallow at the end. <laughs> but yeah, like, like anything that's dyed black with charcoal like uh ice cream or cupcakes or whatever like that shit be careful because if you're on like like any kind of medication it can block you wow psa you hear to you heard it here from yeah first, i folks. hope i saved a, I saved a life with you that. did <laughs> but del curry was a was a raptor um That's when right. i was in in high school and 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 steph curry was was you know just a little boy in toronto um but uh yeah he had such a great great shot but uh it sounds like was he cheating is that what they said i don't know actually. i don't know oh. i didn't i didn't hear anything about that but i didn't I look saw into an it article that, that said that they both claim that the other was cheating uh, okay. okay okay sounds like an open marriage that went wrong <laughs> okay right <laughs> but I, it's weird too because it's like you were cheating during a pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> that, right. Oh, save some for the rest of us. Messy, messy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, all right. Let's look at this video of PJ Tucker talking about Giannis's new Nike line. This was maybe my favorite thing this week. Hold on, hold on. Hold on man. It's not even his, it's not his swag. He's not even <laughs> built like that. He don't wear. He wear this. <laughs> He's I showing said, like a plain gray hoodie. You don't wear this. <laughs> I mean, swag. It's like neon it's and swag, guys. It's colors thing. It's swag. <laughs> it's not. Those pants swag. are ridiculous. Aww. They're like I love teal. how much PJ Tucker loves fashion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. He's like pulling out a pair of like teal and red pants. Like, no, Giannis would never wear this shit. Yeah, and then. <laughs> Like maybe two, you know, Instagram stories later, he said, stop being mad at me 
for like I like it. It looks cool. I bought all of it. But I'm just saying it's not Giannis. Yeah. A, a bunch of people were like, stop like, you know, dragging his new line or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it does kind of seem like something uh, PJ would wear. So yeah. like, yeah, I get that. But yeah, Giannis, Giannis isn't out here like, Mm-mm. you know, he's not in that tunnel, like getting, you know, wearing his suits and his runway looks. No, I yeah, wish. Very modest. He would be, I, he I would lo- look great. Yeah. I love that part in the, in the playoffs when um, PJ Tucker was covering Kevin Durant during that, that series and Brooklyn played Milwaukee. And I don't know if you saw the one game where he like, was being really hard on Kevin Durant and then fouled him at one point. And Kevin Durant's mom was like oh, yeah. on, on the floor seats and started screaming at him. <laughs> and then he just like looked back at her and said, I love you. <laughs> and then she said, and then she smiled and she was like, I love you too. And I was like, <laughs> what, what just happened? And then I didn't know this. I like had to look it up. Cause I was like, well, what was that interaction? That was so cool. <laughs> and then when I looked it up, it turned out that maybe you already know this, but that when Kevin Durant, like took his first trip, like to go to college, like as a test or whatever, he stayed in PJ Tucker's like dorm room. Mm-hmm. And so, like, so Kevin Durant's mom was, like, PJ Tucker was the first person that she let Kevin Durant go away and be with, like, Aww, on his own or whatever. Cute. So, they kind of have this, like, you know, uh, parenting vibe between each other. So, <laughs> I thought it was so funny that she was just, like, cussing him out. And then he was, like, I love you. And she's, like, oh, I love you, too. <laughs> I love PJ's attitude. He's Same. such a, yeah. like, chill good. I mean, he's, you know, not chill on the court, but... He he knows what's actually important, you know, mm-hmm. when it when yeah. you boil it down. All right, let's move on to our next segment, our cutie comment of the week. So each week we highlight the best, funniest, cutest comments made by the members of our Cutie Nation Discord. It's our cutie comment of the week. I like that one. That's the new sting. (laughs) Um, All right. Let's see. This one, this week's comment is from Choni Mitchell. So there's a real trend right now in the discord of people um, doing spoonerisms for NBA players and stuff. And then, and then it became evolved into turning NBA player names into spooky names. <laughs> mm. <laughs> really getting uh, excited for Halloween far in advance. And so this says, here's my between meetings doodle of Frankenstein Kaminsky. <laughs> 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 and it's really a great drawing. It looks great. Um, it looks like him. He's got the Frankenstein stitches. She captured his like weird smile so well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I, I love that. I feel like this is the first time we're seeing a version of Frankenstein who's happy. Like, <laughs> Frankenstein is traditionally like such very, a grump, such yeah, a grump, grump or, or just <laughs> very straight faced. I guess because he's like made up of several di- pieces of different dead bodies. But, Maybe it hurts. Um, Maybe it hurts to be a guy that's just made yeah. up of a I, bunch of people sewn together. I assume it does. I'm gonna yeah. assume. <laughs> It but can't I feel like great. happy Frankenstein. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, all right. Well, if you want to be eligible for our next Q 
cutie comment of the week, you can join our cutie nation discord, uh, sign up for our Patreon, patreon.com slash dunktown. We have a lot of fun in there. It's a lot of sweet, funny cuties. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's great. Everyone should join if you're nice and want to have fun. <laughs> and if you're a jerk, stay away. Yeah. Don't, <laughs> d- don't, uh, taint our beautiful yeah. utopia. Don't poison our well. Yeah. <laughs> I won't be scared. Happy Frankenstein's only. <laughs> yeah. I'm not afraid to go in there, grab you by the ear and pull you out. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, we don't have anything for mail basket today, but we want some new stuff. We took a little break for a while. This is our first episode that yeah. we are recording uh, back after returning. You need, um, you need an off season. Yeah. yeah we took a li- Yeah. We took some time off. Uh, we were still releasing episodes. But um, but yeah, so we want to hear from you. What are you excited about? How are you feeling? Uh, what is what has your team been up to? Tell us about pranks that you've experienced. Yeah, tell us about mm. pranks. We want to hear about uh, summer vacations, both you and our players. Yes. Um, if you want to send us something, you can email us at hi at dunk.town or leave a message on our cutie hotline, 903-420-DUNK. Um, and I believe we're now at the end of the episode. Sean, yeah. thank you so much for being here. Is there anything you'd like to plug? Um, my album, I guess. Go to seandevlin.website and you can stream <laughs> it or download it anywhere you listen to music. And go Raptors. <laughs> nice. We heard your album. It's very funny. Oh, and everyone you. should go check it out. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Well, thank you again, and thank you to all of the cutie listeners for coming on this journey with us. As always, we love you. Love you. Bye. Bye. For more Dunktown content, check out our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash dunktown. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Dunktown Podcast. I'm on Twitter at echo underscore mint and on Instagram at Agata Monica. Anastasia is on both at Anastasia Vigo. Check out our website, dunk.town. If you like the show, please write us a five-star review on iTunes or wherever you listen. We always really appreciate those. We have t-shirts, stickers, hoodies, and more available for sale at dunk.town store. Thank you to Andrea Tomingas for the Dunktown design, and thank you to Andrew Bear for our original music for the show. Sources and references from this episode can be found in the episode description. Mm-hmm.